Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 229 for the week of July 7th, 2012. I'm here with a bunch of RP gamers, greatest celebrities. First off, from Canada, Anna Marie Newfeld. Canada. Really? That's right. Hey, I celebrated <laughs> your holiday for you. Leave me alone. Yes, it was very sweet. Yeah, that's right. Literally very sweet. Yeah, it was. And then you ate cherries all the strawberries. And strawberries. Then you ate all the strawberries. I ate all the cherries. <sighs> From the country that uh, both Canada and America have celebrated severing their ties with this week, John, you're worth. Busy proving why we still kick ass at science and you don't. Really? Well, we did find the Higgs boson. Uh, did you actually find it or did you just claim you found it? We claim no, no, we found it. They duh. found it, and then the top headline on Yahoo News is not the Higgs boson, but the fact that Justin Bieber had a temper tantrum. Well, what, you guys more... found the Hugs bison? I love that I guy. I love the Hugs bison. <laughs> Hugs bison, he's so nice. It's adorable. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, I saw that. The uh, So why do we care about the, finding the Higgs boson? Um, Science. It's good. Science, and, okay, all right, good answer, good answer. Universe, which can lead to future developments and and discoveries that we can't even begin to imagine now, and will become future become relevant to our our grandchildren. Do I get repl- do I get the holodeck because of this? Um, maybe you get to travel through space because of this, but not you. Your great great grandkids. <laughs> this sucks. I know. Teaching sucks. me with this scientific philosophy is Emmanuel Marino out of Los Angeles. Hi, everybody. Uh, I live in the United States, and I was not blown up by fireworks this week. Good, fu- good job. <laughs> any any uh, shots being fired into the air that you need to dodge? No, it was right. pretty quiet over here. How All about right. you? Big fireworks display? Big um, show? No, uh, not really. We didn't go to one because we went to Spider Man on Tuesday night, and uh, which, oh, the movie, the new movie, yeah, the new movie, and that was when the big one in town here was or nearby my house at least was. And then we were going to go to one on the 4th. Uh, we went to a baseball game. But it was so freaking hot. 100 degree temperatures all week. We baked at the baseball game. And afterwards, we're like, we're just, we're just going home. We're just going home, go inside, and like cool down. We didn't even care about <laughs> seeing fireworks at that point. Just, so did you hear any like any neighbors setting off some fireworks in your neighborhood or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we got some of that. It was, it was oh. a lot less than I'm used to. Yeah, seriously. It was a little muted this year. Over here, at least where I am. I think because of the heat here. But. Mm. So let me ask quickly. So uh, how was Spider-Man? Well, what do you think, Anna? Um, I liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. And it was fine. And Martin Sheen was dad, so I liked that. Uh, Uncle Ben. Yeah, I, I do like Uncle the Ben being played Benz. by the elusive man. Yeah. What a crossover. <laughs> yeah, it was a great crossover. Just such a twist. <laughs> when he gets those cybernetic eyes and then goes in the... Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting how Spider-Man was more wisecracky like he is in the comics, and that's a good thing. But then, <laughs> like, halfway through the movie, they stopped doing that. <laughs> and I, uh, I theorized that his accent was starting to leak through. To which I say, screw it. Let the access leak, accent leak through. I want, I want, you know, wisecracking Spider-Man. That's what he's supposed to do. But, oh well. Oh, did you guys see it in 3D really quickly? We yeah, did. Yeah, we went to like this crazy mega theater. Yeah, we we did, and but I, once I, again, I, I there's not out much of the movie 3D and effects. I turned to Chris and said, "That was in 3D." Yeah. 
I ducked at one point because they like panned over the big Oscorp tower, and I thought the thing was going to poke me in the eye. And then there was one scene where they had like dust in the air, kind of like they did in Harry Potter Seven Part Two, and like yeah, there was a 3D effect for that, but that was like it. I Mm. these movies are not worth watching in 3D. I gotta know how much is a 3D movie in Madison? Thirteen fifty each. Yeah. Oh, that's a bargain. That's how much a I regular ticket costs here. You know how much a, yeah. uh, uh, a 3D that movie costs here? It's $13.75, but yeah. What? 17 or more each. If, if you're going to go on a date with someone to watch a 3D movie, it costs you $50 for the movie. Wait. Oh, because you're buying popcorn? No, I'm just just the ticket. You said it was $17.50. Or like 17, wait, 17, it's like 17 for standard 3D. Then if you want the better 3D, that's like 19 Wait, 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 wait. What and if better you want the 3D? I, 3D wait. That's 20 What's the better 3D? There's three levels of 3D at, at the local what? AMC. <laughs> I'm not joking. There's three different 3D prices. How does that work? There's standard 3D, then there's good 3D, and then there's IMAX 3D. How do they label the good 3D? Do they have a... What? The IMAX is the good 3D. Okay, well... The better oh, like real 3D cinema. And then the, the, third, the last one is just called Spider-Man in 3D. Okay, we were doing real D three D. That's all they have at our theaters here. Is real D three D. Oh yeah, there you 3D. go. Real D is the is the middle tier. There's okay. a there's a lower tier than that. That's that's all we have. Or we can go over the IMAX. Where the problem with the IMAX is it's not a digital projection. So you you're, you get to choose if you like big screen that's analog and polarized three D that's different, or if you like real D three D that's all digital. And then we did the ultra screen, which is the bigger size screen, but I don't think it cost any more than the smaller 3D screens, which are also three real D. Oh, it's terrible. Here, not only that though, this local AMC have assigned you get assigned seating, and uh, there's they only show like one, assigned. maybe there's only two runs a day of a uh, of 2D movies. That's crazy. Don't go to that yeah. theater. No. Now that Marcus Theater that we go to, Chris, yeah. um, it has the capability of doing assigned seating. It does. Yeah, I've you never didn't notice seen. A- no, um, I've never seen. There's all no seat of the, numbers. Yeah, all the seats that we were in were numbered. Mm, that must be if they for rent the, it out for meetings Spider-Man? or something. Um, I don't know. It's just they have the capability of doing that. Yeah, weird. So, back, going back to Avatar, which was the only 3D movie I remember recently that actually felt like it was in 3D for a reason. Uh, I I kind of enjoyed the IMAX 3D the best. Oh, then... it's called ETX 3D. Yeah. Oh. There's there's 3D, ETX 3D, and then IMAX 3D. Oh, ETX 3D. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and if you just want to watch it by itself, good luck. Oh, it's called... You know what ETX is short for? What is Enhanced it? Theater Experience. Is that like <laughs> the new Xbox experience where they make your Xbox worse? For free? I don't know. What do they do? They spray like popcorn smell in the theater. <laughs> it debuted at Walt Disney World. Ooh. Hmm. Right. We with the upgraded screen and sound system, in addition to the premium viewing experience, digital cinema. So it means it's digital, I guess. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Uh, it's just it's another way to get another four dollars. Twelve audio channels, Jeez. and who knows? A twenty percent larger you know screen. Everyone, stay at home. Play a video game, you get a better deal. Just watch the 2D version of these movies. It's just been a rip. Ugh. Oh, but you know what's not a rip off? The value you get from listening to this show. That's right. And the first, the the, the beginning of that value proposition 
is our feedback. So let's see this first letter here from Francesco. Hey, RPG Cast crew. I figured it was about time for a round of questions. Chris, I remember you were playing Kirby's Mass Attack a while ago. How far did you get into the game? I doubt you finished it. Did you beat the RPG minigame? If your answer is yes to the second question, congrats. Ignore the first question. You successfully completed anything worth accomplishing in Mass Attack. The rest really doesn't matter. Sadly, I did not get to the RPG minigame in Mass Attack, and I feel bad about it. So, For Anna... I just started playing Radiant Historia. I remember you were playing it a while ago and wanted to get your impressions of it. Um, it's really good, but the problem is is that there's just no drive for me to finish it. I put it down, and I feel like I forget about it right away. Um, I really did like it. Like The story was really good. The characters were really involved. I was basically really getting into the point where um, there were multiple storylines that were all happening at the same time. You could jump between the major events in them. And that was really good. Um, I do want to get back to it someday. I definitely would recommend it. Cool, cool. And Manny, this one's for you. How do you feel about the new South Park RPG having a price point of $59.99? I was looking forward to it as a $15 to $20 downloadable title, but at $60, it's way more than I'm willing to spend, and this source is according to THQ's website. You know, it's funny that he says that because what if, if the opposite happened, I would be very unhappy. Because when you put a $59 price, t- I mean a $60 price tag on a game, you know, there are certain expectations. I mean, it's going to be a bigger title means it's going to be more voice acting, more production values. It's going to be just a bigger 40-hour, you know, big RPG experience. It's not going to be this small little throwaway thing. And I think that's great. This isn't just a little downloadable throwaway. This is a big-budget uh, South Park Obsidian RPG, you know, like a big experience with multiple branching paths. Uh, I, I hope it, they're going to earn that price tag and they're going to put as much in there as they possibly can. Yeah, I would – yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I would rather pay 60 60- – Plus, you don't really have to pay $60. You can just wait like two weeks and get it on Amazon for like 40 or less. Hmm. No, yeah. but yeah, this is – I mean you say that to me like, yeah, big budget South Park RPG. Yes, please. I never thought that would ever happen in a million years. So, <laughs> plus, recently, uh, most South – like the, the vast majority of South Park downloadable titles have been really crappy. I think the only one that turned out – halfway decent was the tower defense game and that was like maybe like a four or five hour experience and that was it was just okay it was an okay tower defense game yeah and they and that budget they didn't afford they didn't let them actually have any full blown animation it was just little stills with some light uh voice acting on the side so if they actually do if they're actually making the game look like the show if that if that costs a little bit more money hey i'm all for it mm-hmm Yes. Sweet, 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 sweet. Next letter from. So, uh, no, no, there was no question for me then because I was no. absent last week. Yeah, no, no, Damn. no question for you, because no. just because. Uh, let's see. Oh, next letters from Aslot says, "Dear RPG Cast, this is a bonus question. Be answered the week one. I'm gone, so we saved it from last week." And he says, "Metal Gear Solid Five has been confirmed." List five predictions for what the game will or will not have in terms of gameplay, features, story, or otherwise. Let's see how creative and forward-thinking the RPG crew can be. Oh, and do you see yourselves playing Metal Gear Solid Five or Metal Gear Rising or both? There's Metal Gear Solid Five been, that's been announced. It's been confirmed by Kojima on yeah, the real twentieth. Yeah, I, yep. I, I have I no idea Metal that Gear he can scissors. Yep. I need scissors sixty-one. Yes, scissors. What? 
Uh, it's the mind screw stuff for Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm. In right. fact, um, I personally am not even remotely excited about this game existing. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I, I'm uh, happy for more Metal Gear Solid. This one's going to be set in the past. It sounds like we'll be following the boss and the Ocelot crew as they go through the invasion of Normandy. So, and it's going to use the new engine. And so since it's in the past, we don't have to worry about all the overhead of the story from the other games. So we just have a fun game. And all right. I didn't know that. Just just based off of what Metal Gear Solid 4 was and you said you want more of that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. But if you say that it's going to be set in World War II. Well, there's no more gonna... to have of that Metal Gear Solid 4 experience because it's all wrapped oh, up. Oh, Metal so Gear Rising would... is going to give you a lot more of that. No, it's not. Uh, it's I'm, some... I'm going to be playing Metal Gear, uh, the Revengeance. You're going to be playing Revengeance because it's a platinum oh, but game. I'm just like that tone. It's a platinum like... game. No, it's not going to be that tone. It's going to be platinum crazy tone. Oh, yeah, it's, that I game is just saying Metal Gear Solid 4 wasn't crazy and insane and made no sense because it. It, it, made, every, it made a hell of a lot more sense in Metal Gear Solid 2. Everything was wrapped up and all the questions were answered. Yeah, in five seconds. Oh, yeah, he was just faking it the whole time. His arm. Yeah, he did, did, we can't really do no, that. No, that was we're, only. No, there were a lot more questions to wrap up than that, Manny. Like the no, whole, the whole general, game was just let's knock these story points down one by one by one by one by one by one, and then if you still didn't understand it all, we put out a free encyclopedia app that you could just read through and have everything I sorted hated out for you. Solid Four. Yeah. I'm just gonna straight up say that I hated that game. I loved I how it wrapped everything up, which was impossible to do, and they had a lot of baggage to deal with, and they did it with ugh, the best they could. Gar- all those freaking black ball monsters, and then the and the the, the five weeping women with their ugh. Oh, the weeping and the women monkey weird. drinking the soda. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I said Revengeance is going to be pretty damn awesome because it's all I got to say is it had vamp ride and knife fight, and that's all I needed. So. Ugh. Now that you say that, ugh. <laughs> now, all the innuendo of the sword is like, just get a room, you two. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, as far as five, I don't think I'll have any of that crap. I think it will okay. be more like, he says it's going to be more like an infiltration game, some, similar to Deus Ex Human Revolution, which hey. I can, hell, sure, I can use more of that. Um, so oh, I think it'll saying be... all the things I want here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking, so that's what they've said, um, I'm thinking it'll be more like a self-contained story, like most of Metal Gear Solid 3's story was. I'm thinking we'll have... It'll be set in the past. I'm thinking we will have... I, I really don't know. I can't predict Kojima. Who can predict Kojima? You know, if, if it's more like Metal Gear Solid 3 than Metal Gear Solid 4 or Metal Gear Solid 2, I'm in. I know, right? That, so yeah. I think it'll be standalone... And that's the only real prediction I can say. <laughs> as long as he creeps his, as long as he keeps his Kojimaisms to a minimum, I'll be, ha- I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see an iPod. Thing. His favorite tracks in there. And I, I don't need to see any 1920s, like 1940s pinups, where guys going, oh, oh, oh. Well, I'm sure that'll be in the game. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe the series is just not for me anymore. <laughs> I don't see how you have a game without some sort of porno mag in it. It's a Metal Gear oh. game. They, there's always it, one. You know what we should be predicting is what shameless tie-ins are there going to be in there. Is there going to be any boss clothing? Ah. Is there going to be calorie mate? Did calorie mate exist in the 1940s? I think so. <laughs> lots of calorie mate, lots of field rations. Oh, my goodness. I'm depressed. <laughs> you know what? I just didn't like Metal Gear Solid 4 at all. I just I felt like I was... 
<sighs> well, I that that's my only prediction is that this will feel very different than four. So, right. based on what it, I've read here in the Eurogamer article, so. But that's not RPG, so we should probably move on. Uh, delicious. Oh wait, that's the news link for you guys. Why am I reading that? All right, it's time to go through the news. That's what that means. Wow, professionalism. I know we're just going through this. We might as well kill some more time. So, you guys seen any other movies this weekend? <laughs> nope. I don't go to the cinemas. So. Like that, only Anna and I ever see movies. <laughs> that's what it seems like. Then again, given your local theater, I can understand why, Manny. Oh, well, I have two options. I have I have the super expensive AMC, yeah. which is ridiculously overpriced, and then the other option are the local crappy, uh, you know those like th- those roach ones that are uh, that cater to college students, and those are bad because it's full of drunk college kids hooting and hollering at the screen, so you can't win. Hmm. Man, you, like should fun. Have, you should have seen. You, you would not believe how packed that theater was when the Social Network came out. Those kids had seen Facebook movie. I still haven't seen Social Network. Is it any good? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I avoided the theater that week. How to know you're not a hipster. <laughs> still haven't seen the Social Network. John, you've played through Fantasy Star Online 2, and that's launched, right? E- yes, it has. All it right. sort of trend- well, it, it didn't sort of launch because it, it kind of transitioned from open beta to release. Did people know this was going to happen? Yeah, it was. It was announced about two days before it happened. Oh wow! Three Whole days. two days. Like by the Three way, days. we're just going to turn this into live. <laughs> well, because that's kind of the thing, really. Is it, it, it's happened, but nothing much has really changed. All right. Well, I think I mean, they've. Uh, I think there's been a new area added, but that's only if you, you know have cleared all of the existing content, which I didn't do in open beta because there's quite a bit of it. And there's no announcement of a localization to nope. Europe or America or anything? No, and, well, I say, you know, the, the apathy that you feel about Fantasy Star Online 2's uh, Japanese releases because you've been repeatedly exposed to Sega of, uh, Sega of America and Sega of Europe's release schedules. Hmm. So this... Th- is there like monetization happening now that wasn't happening before? Yeah, the the uh, they do have the their cash store open. I'm trying to remember what the subscription rate like. Like a lot of free to play games it has a kind of subscription, uh, you know, sort of premium membership type thing. I'm just trying to remember how much it actually costs. I think it's one thousand three hundred yen, which okay. is I think just over ten pounds. Strong yen at the moment makes for bad exchange rates, so. All right. Uh, yeah. That's really about it. There's not really a lot else to say for it because I I don't um, actually think they added is that one much point. since open beta. Which yeah, is. um, they have now locked trading between two people behind the premium wall. So unless ah. you're subscribing for fifteen dollars a month, you cannot trade. Now you can still buy and sell from other users who are doing their shop characters, but you can't actually just out and out trade. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, the premium yeah. membership works out to about $15 a month. So there's Fantasy yeah, Star Online 2 then, right? All right. <laughs> kind of well, a the non-story. Other story. I was going to say that, well, I, I was the one who wrote it just because I, I noticed that it happened. Um, basically, um, because, as I said, the game didn't really kind of release. It more just sort of transitioned. They didn't even wipe the character database. 
Um, which means if you had created characters and leveled them up during open beta, is well, they're still there. Could be. Um, yeah, That's pretty, pretty common for. Can you get more character slots now? Uh, yeah, with the, with, the ca- with the cash shop in place, you can now buy character slots. But mm. I remember reading. Um, I think it was on one of the forums, which where I previously linked the guide for how to sign up for a for an open beta account. Uh, mentioned that it you don't it, you don't necessarily buy an additional character slot. You do basically buy the opportunity to create another character, which means if you then delete that character, you have to kind of rebuy the slot, as it were. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, but it's it's Sega Online. What are you expecting? Mm. I mean, yeah, sure. I've 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 seen better sense from Square Enix, but Sega, where did you go? Where did you go wrong? <laughs> oh, and that leads us into Atlas. All right, so the good <laughs> news about Atlas this month is that they're holding a sale. It's the H-O-J-A-E-F-J-A-A-M sale, which is the half off just about everything for just about a month, uh, which is to say that a lot of their PSN titles have been slashed in half, and they're going to be on sale till July 31st, and that includes Class of Heroes, Hexes Force, Crimson Gen Saga, Riviera, The Promised Lamb, Yggdra Union, Will Never Fight Alone, Knights in the Nightmare, Persona, Persona 2 Innocent Sin, and Persona 3 Portable. Uh, and let's see, do they have the other? Yeah, that's all in there. All right, yeah, that, so uh, the most expensive game on that list is only 15 bucks. so that's a lot of good prices for Atlas games. But in addition to that news, we have, what, I, don't, I only know one more story for Alisana, which is the the negative story this week. You said there were three? Yeah, because there's also Etrian Odyssey 4. Oh, I do have that one. Oh, yeah. Alright, so the next update in the world of Atlas involves Etrian Odyssey 4, which has not been announced for localization by anybody. Uh, did, we get the, did we get the last one, Etrian Odyssey 3? I can't remember. We did. Uh, okay, so in other words, the chances of it being localized are fairly uh, high. So the first story was about Atlas US. This story, Etrian Odyssey 4, is about Atlas Japan. And I guess that's perfect because the third story is kind of about both. So Etrian Odyssey 4 has got more details released in Japan. And we know now that FOEs, the big boss monsters that are in all the Etrian Odyssey games, are the big ones you get scared of. There's an entire YouTube video phenomenon about it. Um, they're going to be visible on the map now, which is a big change for them because you didn't used to see them. They just kind of show up, right? Um, or at I least, they were, or at least they were a little Odyssey. glowing ball if they showed up in, at all. I, I, I'm not really sure, having not played Etrian Odyssey. I just know that apparently it's a big deal that they're fully visible now and interact with other monsters, which I don't think they did before. Uh, so, no, I don't believe they did. Per- I only know one person who plays the series. I'd have to ask him. They can eat the other monsters, apparently, which is oh, awesome. God. <laughs> We still have no official announcement of an American release, and people here really want it, uh, which probably means that companies here are bidding for the localization rights, so we don't know what's happening for that yet. So, see who wins. And the next story is about everybody losing. So, Persona 4 Arena is going to be coming very soon. Uh, What is that? August? Mid-August, I think, for Persona 4 Arena, right? Yeah, something like that. I think it's the same day as, like, Super Mario 2 on the 3DS, but not sure uh within two weeks apparently that game also comes out in japan uh i don't know if it's two weeks before or two weeks after 
But because of this, and because the U.S. version will have the Japanese audio track on it in addition to the U.S. audio track, Atlas Japan was apparently worried about Japanese gamers waiting and just importing the U.S. version because it's got two audio tracks instead of the one, and it's uh, out around the same time, and why don't we just import it? It's also $10 less, so that almost makes up for the shipping cost because it's 10 bucks more in Japan for some reason, I guess because of the way the yen is. I don't know. However that works. And Atlas of Japan apparently decided that, yeah, um, we are going to region lock Persona 4 region, uh, Persona 4 Arena, so it only works in, in whichever region it's released in. So it'll, the Japanese version will work in Japan, the U.S. version will only work in, in the U.S., and I assume the same with uh, the EU version as well. Um, though I don't know, do we share ver- regions with EU or not? I don't no, know. No, you don't. Power uh, region. Uh, well, yeah, we I don't know. Region. PS3 regions are different, and Blu-ray regions are different, so I don't know. No, the, the PS3 regions are the same as the other regions, but the Blu-ray regions are still separate. Okay. So wait, a uh, quick little clarification. So they're region locked. Yep. Does that mean they don't include both audio tracks? No, no. They, they no, do, they uh, do include both audio tracks. I don't know That's if the, the Japan point. version includes the English tracks, though. So I, I mean, just is this like? Uh, let me play devil's advocate here. Is this just? Are we angry because it's region locked? But it seems like everyone is still getting going to get, get the game, and they're all still going to get the same content. Everyone's going to get the game and same content. Like I'm I not sure the, if the Japan the players reason, get think, the U.S. content, but the the big deal here is this is the first PlayStation Three region lock game. Yeah, and, and for me, the reason why I'm slightly annoyed about it is more the precedent that they could potentially set. And but now but, Atlas is swearing up, down, and sideways. This is not going to be a policy going forward. Yeah, but they have no control over whether or not people see what they did and choose to do it themselves. Atlas right. has absolutely no no control over that. Yeah, so I, once again, I, I, I play Devil Advocate really quickly yeah. and just say, I, I doubt that Atlas is the only one who who knew or realized that they can region lock games. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure other the people in the, the publishing industry knew they could been, do this. The it's been there since day one, right? The capability has been present to region lock PS3 games, I believe, ever since the PS3 first came out. Atlas is the first company to actually make use of the code. Which says to me that Sony was encouraging companies not to. Because otherwise, why would you choose not to? Isn't region locking usually in the publisher's best interest? I just don't see how this is going to suddenly make Bethesda realize, hey, wait a minute, we can region lock games? Well, who imports well, no, it's, games? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I said my my anger. Well, any I'd say anger. It's more of a kind of well, that's mildly bothersome. It's really if any of the publishers, particularly Namco Bandai, decide to start uh, region locking their Japan only games, because you know I, I import a fair number of those. Yeah, and so I'm not especially keen on having to buy another PS3 just to play them. Yeah, people but, are but upset on this. Start- who import on both sides a lot of games that don't come out necessarily and don't get localized. So you start a, you start region locking a system people have always felt confident about never being region locked, and people are going to get scared and they're going to react and overreact. And that's what's been happening ever since it's announcement came out. We had all, okay. all this bad feedback about it. And but I just just from my perspective, since I'm brand new to this, I don't have any uh, you know I don't have a horse in the race. I just think well, if the companies obviously knew they can do this the entire time and they decided not to. I just makes me straight. I just I think it's a little, maybe not paranoid, not, not paranoid, but maybe it's just a, a, jumping jumping the gun a little bit to think just because one company's going to do it, all of a sudden all the rest are going to do it when they could have been doing it the whole time anyway. Yeah, but yeah. they don't. Do. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm not sure why people are wigging. Like, 
basically in the letter that Atlas sent out, one of the things they pointed out was like, this was the concession so that we could have dual language support, which our fans have been asking for all the time. If you guys go to our Persona 4 video, there is like 20 comments about people complaining about the fact that there isn't dual audio. Yeah. And so Atlas is saying, if you guys ask for dual audio, this is the concession that has to be made. Well, it doesn't have to be made. This is the concession that Japan wanted to make. I mean, didn't, I, I never follow logic I like mean, that. This is the concession that has to be made. Well, no, it doesn't. What, what's the difference, Chris? It, it's going, it's, it needs to be made. Whether it's by absolute necessity or by demand of the parent company, the end result is still the same. If North American audience wants dual audio, then the chances are good Then we are going to see another region lock title. I don't know. Uh, and, we're I mean, talking internal Atlas, Atlas like, politics. I don't know what sort of pull they have and what sort of stunts Atlas US could have pulled to, to make this happen without really locking. I mean, in, in the letter, even Atlas was like, yeah, we had no idea people were going to be this upset. But yeah, I just, sure honestly, they I didn't. Sure they didn't. <laughs> I can understand being upset if this somehow limited everyone from getting content. No, and it doesn't. That's the set. That's the set. And can people still play together online with the yes. Japanese region? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't then affect. I I, but... You, you're not losing anything, and you're getting an audio track that yeah. you would not have otherwise. And it's a near simultaneous release, so you don't even have to wait a long time. It's it's oh, so a very the, low the, impact. The ad, as far as I know, the, the region lock was was is, was put into place for for the reason we mentioned earlier. It's to stop for Chris mentioned. It's to stop reverse importing of the American edition. The 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 problem lies in the uh, the amount of money that's being charged for the Japanese version, which. Yeah. Is Atlas's fault? Isn't? I'm not actually sure. You know, kind I of. I think publishers of choose the the MSRP for yeah. in Japan, don't they? So. Some like market value over there. It's sort yeah. of like the stuff. You know, you Strong. try if you, right, but you the, hold- they do they do have a suggested price, and I think the publisher gets to choose that, not the not Sony. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, then the stores will choose their own prices. They don't even necessarily pay attention to that. So. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't. I, I think maybe if someone, if we were losing something in the deal, anybody yeah. was losing something in the deal, I can get more angry. I am really not upset about it for this game. I'm still pre-ordering it. I have no plans to make any changes to that. And I, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can understand the rage if the Japanese version somehow had something different, and then and we could, we didn't have the option of getting that version. Well, no, what it is, Manny, is that this is Atlas. This is the company everyone's always relied on to do Japanese imp- um, translations and localizations right. And here they are essentially betraying those Japan import type friendly people. How are they betraying them? They're because they're them doing region anyone. locking, which is the worst news ever for anybody who imports. You hate region locking. Even if it's not going to affect you on this game, you don't want this company that's been your Japanese friend uh, for all the games that you love. They've kind of been your partner in getting them out over here. And now here they are, you know, giving you one thing in one hand and stabbing you in the back in the other. That's so should they just them. not have done? Then it sounds like they've been better off just not giving you any language tax at all. Um, I, I don't know. I, I it, personally don't mind either way. Yeah, it doesn't really bu- bug me. So. <laughs> no, I understand the logic, but it just sounds like well, by that then they, this is what they had to do to make this deal work with your pen. Yeah, it is. So, then like, would you? I mean, pick your poison. <laughs> well, why? 
why does because it have to be poison? This, this it really doesn't have to be poison, world. right? We can be idealistic all we want, but if that's if that's what the parent company wants, that's what the parent company wants. Well, yeah, except the parent co- company can also respond to fan feedback, and that's what they're giving them. <sighs> this is a controversy. Right, but the controversy comes from what happens next time. Does the company care about the the feelings of its customers or not? And we can't see that borne out until the next game or the next opportunity for something like this to happen comes around. Say this: this the policy was put in place. This particular policy was put in place by what Atlas USA or whatever. Atlas Japan, we think. Uh, or Atlas, well, USA's, Atlas USA or yeah. Atlas Japan. I personally don't care that much yeah. until. Specifically, the Japan branch of Namco Bandai start thinking about it. Yeah. Or we start seeing more they're the, games. Because they're know. the ones who I import probably the most games from. And the only problem I currently have is one that's built there by the console, which is the 3DS, which is currently preventing me from importing uh, Project X Zone, which I would like to do. All right. So, non issue for now. Something to watch for the future. See how they react to. Uh, no, I mean, all all, by feedback. all means, when when someone starts losing something on this deal, then I'll be right there with you, getting angry. There's no reason not, to get. Pre- I, there's nothing to get angry about for this game anyway. It's it's all about future potentials. So, cool. sweet. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Enough of Atlas. I know. Seriously, we're talking about this like this is Sopa over here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next story is about. <laughs> here we go. Uh, out of the frying pan into the fire, Square Enix made an announcement this week um, about uh, one of their popular franchises coming back from the grave. Don't tell me this is controversial too. Final Fantasy VII is back, but not able to remake. It's uh, just being re-released for PC. So that whole rumored thing about uh, a PC port coming with achievements and stuff—it's happening. Final Fantasy VII will be coming out for the PC. It will have achievements. It will have some sort of character save editor feature thing that lets you boost your character stats and kind of cheat around the game. Since it's old, who cares? Just do whatever you want with it. And it will have cloud saving. And all of this will be done without Steam. So Square Enix is doing their own thing to to pr- deliver all of this um, as confirmed on their EU Twitter site. And that's uh, that's all we know. We don't know the price. We don't know when it's coming out. We just know they say it will be relatively soon. Uh, and the Twitter account reiterated so, several times on that. It's funny. You get excited, and then it goes like, oh, but it's on your exclusive proprietary service. Okay. Well, I don't <laughs> even think it's a service. It's just something they're doing. I, you, you don't think it's going to be – this is their move to get their own digital mm, platform? No. no um, they're not didn't capable we have to, didn't, we, didn't we have this argument last week? I don't know. What, what was it? Uh, it's something to do about the difference between uh, basically selling a game on Steam and then just providing a code that unlocks the game on Steam kind of uh, thing. We had that discussion midweek. That was on July 4th. We talked about that a little. But, uh, yeah, the uh, there is the potential for a company to use Steamworks and not be on Steam. However, they they specifically said they are not using Steamworks on their Twitter account. Hmm. So I think that rules that out as well. I'm shocked that they're going to just set up their own cloud-saving servers just for this. But whatever. That's what they want to do, so they're going to do it. But that's the thing, though. It's not going to be just for this. If they're going to set up their own cloud-saving servers, it's going to be for a service. You don't set up a server for one game. When you're Square Enix, you do a lot of things that don't make sense. So I'm telling you, man. This is going to be the first. Then it's going to be Final Fantasy VIII, then Final Fantasy IX. Well, what are they going to call it? Crystal? No, that, that that's already used by another social network. Um, what would they oh. call their online service? That's what I want to know. 
I'm telling you, they're going to do why? I mean, if I thought they were going to be, it's either with this kind of digital re-release, either you go ubiquitous and put it everywhere and just say, hey, remember this game from your pa- our past? It's everywhere. Go buy it. It's on PC. It's or on they Mac. use it to launch something. Exactly. So Limit Break? What, what can we call this thing? I want to name. Or maybe for all we know, they actually have a service in Japan that we just not really. Uh, they already have like a digital download service. Like what's they called? Play online. It could just be part of like a. Uh, new play dinner. online's dead. What? Yeah, play oh, online no, is no, that's being the retired. Thing. Play on. Yeah, no, play online is being retired. But for a while, um, play online was only used for Final Fantasy XI outside of Japan. But in Japan, it was used for a number of other things as well. Yeah, like um, the card thing well, that and was used, some of the other mini here. games. Yeah, it was also um, front uh, the original Front Mission Online. Mission Online, yep. And yeah, also, that been you want to give that like a down portal. Well? Also, the um, the, uh, the Japanese version of EverQuest Two was actually part of uh, Play Online. That's right. I'd forgotten. <laughs> weird, weird as it sounds. That is that pretty weird. A, that's because that's a Sony Online Entertainment purview, but mm-hmm. yeah, ended up with Square Enix in Japan. And also, Fantasy Earth Zero, I believe, before it went free to play. I think I'm the only person who remembers that game. <laughs> Probably. You know, I I won't be upset if they're launching their own little download service. If that means that they're going to release all of the, like a lot more of their uh, legacy titles easily for people to download on PC. I guess it'll give them a reason to. But... I mean, if they're going to set up a cloud server just for one game, what well, you might as well just why not release Final Fantasy VIII? Maybe we're just way off base and it'll be on GOG. <laughs> why not? That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I would love it why to not? be on GOG. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Baldur's Gate Enhanced had some new news coming out. This is the HD. Well, what? I, to be honest, this is really new. If of, you've been following uh, Trend Oster, you've known about this since like May. All right. Well, here's the Twitter quote. He says, "We'll be doing free feature improvements and existing content improvements as we go, but we're also planning for some paid DLC." So, so Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition is Baldur's Gate One and Two upres to HD, released on like every platform. No, it's no not demand, right? to HD. What? It's not upres to HD. Oh, what is it up? What are they enhancing? They're enhancing the UI. They're en- they're enhancing. Uh, they're making it so it can fit more resolutions. They're Im- implementing cloud saves. They're, the UI is becoming data driven, so they can scale to different uh, resolutions. So it's just, they're adding content. So they're, they're modernizing everything except the graphics. Well, they can't because Bioware lost the source code for Baldur's Gate one and the source art for Baldur's Gate one and two years oh, ago. Oh, sweet! So it's impossible for them to go back and do that. Well, it's not, but it would look really if they weird. Build, if they yeah. want to build a, like, 100% they have to make their own art, yeah. Exactly. But, okay. I mean, if you're just up-resing the art that's there, that, that Bioware lost that. Okay. So they're um, doing everything else they can, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the story is that they, they, they worked on this deal for 14 months, and they finally got into place, and they were excited, like, great, we're going to up-res this game that we love, that we worked on in our past, and it like, has a lot of big fan enthusiasm. And then when they started sitting down with Bioware to get the source assets to turn into HD, they found out that they lost all of it. When they did they devast- find out about this? Is this? Did this happen before the Kickstarter or after the Kickstarter? They, they never did. Uh, no, no, Beamdog has no Kickstarter. They're, the, Beamdog is its own independent company. Baldur's Gate Enhanced was... Oh. For some reason, I thought it was okay. No, 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 no. They, they, they bankrolled this whole thing themselves. Okay, it, it sounds like a Kickstarter project now, so I can't oh, even not at all. take it They've out of my head. The entire, most of the people who are working on this are actually ex-Bioware people. Okay, and they have uh, like Sam Hulick doing. He did the music for Mass Effect. He's here doing some new uh, music. They they had they hired new artists. They hired a lot of the old team is uh, going get, getting this done. Okay. So 
Right. Not only that, some other stuff you may want to know. It's um, this one. See, remember you say when a company does this, when they uh, you know, they dig a, a, a game out of the past and they spend all their own money and effort rebuilding it. Either they're going to put it, make it. A company like this, like Beamdong, doesn't make a contract with Atari just to put it on Steam. So they're going to be right. launching this on PC from their own service called Beamdog. Really? Remember? Yeah. Why not? Why? Because they did all the work. I can understand that. But you make it sound like launching your own service and having games on it is some magic profit jar. Like, what is... I'm not making it sound like... I'm saying I can understand why they're going this route because they spent all this time. And plus, there's apparently a lot of the legal obligations that they had. I mean, a lot of the contract stipulations were that they could only release the Mac version via the Mac App Store. Yeah. It's just this kind of lots of weird business arrangements because I guess this kind of stuff happens when you're working with three different companies. Atari, Wizards of the Coast, and uh, I think EA and Bio, I mean BioWare to get this stuff done. Ugh. And somehow that means they need to launch Beamdog. No, they, want, they had the oh, service. Oh, Beamdog already exists. Okay. And they said, you know what? It would be awesome now that we have this thing up. What would we like to work on? What would we like to enhance? We should go back and make Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. And if these guys didn't say that, this would never get done. So, I mean, if you like Baldur's Gate and you want a better version of that, I don't see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to download a lot. You don't have to download it like a client. They're saying that very specifically up front. We're not going to make you install a client that has to run in the background. Right. You can download the game from us. I'm just and tired it, of competing services for the same crap. I don't need. They just want the. It's not even a service. They, yeah. they, there's client you need to download. No, I'm I'm on Beamdog's site right now, and it looks like GOG. It's like I already have GOG. I don't need another GOG. It's like, what is the point of this? They they're putting all their time and effort into doing this, and they want to make some money off of it. There, there you go again. Like they don't make money when they sell on other services. Where does that come from? It's like it's like like I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put their heads on a pike because they wanted they they took the initiative to do something for their service. Sure. Is this only going to be available on Beamdog? No, uh, Mac version, Mac App Store, and iPad version on iOS App Store. So they're not going to be on like Steam or anything then. They, they probably not at first for the terms of their contract, from what I gather. But like okay. maybe event. Alrighty. Interesting. Uh, Who cares? It'll work, and there's no client, like you say, so no terrible DRM or anything. So, Just download it. I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's like... I, anyway, well, the story here is that they're going to be making DLC for the game, and I don't know. Apparently, that wasn't known before, but you're saying it was known before, so it was known before, and the story's wrong that this is kind of news. So we know they're going to do DLC. I guess it's just official. I think the big news story is just exactly that they plan to do so much of it. Yes. Okay. Oh, and the Gate 2 Enhanced Edition came out this year, but it's been, I guess they're doing so much work on this one that, that that's been pushed to 2013. Okay. So, first Baldur's Gate, and there was going to be an offline mode. Oh, this is interesting. Offline mode is a must, and they're going to use a launcher to push updates to the client. So, sell through Beamdog and provide a launcher slash updater that we can push new updates easily, no player required. And offline mode is mandatory. And okay, and they're gonna try and get David Warner back to do VA if Arenicus content is made. Same you basically means for Minx. Nice. Just like a sum a summation of like the last month of like Twitter of Twittering stuff that he's been doing. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Okay, so follow Trent Oster on Twitter, 
and you won't need to uh, find about this on my podcast. So you know, podcast, the thing is, this I think more defending this guy because he's so open on his Twitter feed that he talks about the terms of his condition and the deals and how he's they worked on this just trying to get this done like for like over like a, almost two years and how they had to work with so many people and how this didn't almost get done and how they lost the source art and part of the negotiations was that they had to release it over here for this Apple stuff. You know, I feel like because he's being so up upfront about it, and you know the process and how how this, why it is the way it is. I'm more like, okay, that makes sense to me. I understand. Okay, sure. Well, you make it sound like something was controversial that he was saying, which. No, no, it's just you know people are you know how people are. People are saying, oh, it's not going to be on Steam. I'm going to pirate it. Oh, it's not going to be on. I'm just going to pirate it instead. You're forcing me to pirate it. <laughs> Everything does not need to be on Steam, people. I think that's the reason why. Because I, I should I, be. <laughs> <laughs> because when people start saying, "Well, if it's not on, well, it's not on Steam," I should. I'm just going to steal it. I have the right to. But it's you know? it's kind of like saying we're not going to sell in Walmart, you know. And I guess there are good reasons not to sell in Walmart, but it sure makes it inconvenient for some people. So you know, so, uh, there was some recent comments from, uh, I think the head, of, but not Riccatello, but I think the guy who's running Origin, like the head of, Origin, and he's saying, you know. We we want to make our service every bit as good as Steam. We're we're not delusional to think that we're going to ha- be feature complete as Steam is in the first twelve months. But you know, if, if competition in the space is good, and we feel like we can do a compelling service for our games, and we're going to bring more people in there, uh, you know, if EA has the money and they want to do that, I think that's great. I mean, why should we? We shouldn't let just Steam become the de facto PC game place. Sure, and them control everything. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, I, would you like it if Apple was just like the only the only smartphone you can get? I mean, that, that was the yeah, it'd make things a lot easier for me. But, it uh, would. <laughs> it would. Well, uh, I, there is a point to not letting Steam basically be the be all and end all of PC distribution. But if you're going to set up a competing service, at the very least, try not to make it suck so much. <laughs> it's, you know, Origin is fine now. Come on, no, Getting it's better. not. It's getting better. It's a lot but, better know, than it was, actually. If, if for some reason you have a problem with Steam, I'm glad GOG exists for the oh, for the DRM free solution. If you have a problem with GOG, I mean, I'm glad there's other places. I just, I don't know. Competition's great. It keeps everyone on their toes and keeps makes everyone have to innovate. Yeah, the only reason I don't buy more from GOG is they don't have as many sales. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think it's I've bought stuff. all of the old games that I want from GOG now. I yeah, sort of wait for wait to see what when they when they end up picking up some of the old licenses to other stuff and then I pick up more stuff. Yeah, that'll be cool. Ah, <laughs> speaking of picking up stuff, you are going to have the chance to try and help this, one of the Seven Kingdoms try and pick up the entire world in the Game of Thrones Seven Kingdoms, a new MMO that was just announced. Uh, well, no, okay. another MMO, really? Norwegian studio Art Plant is God. developing this one. How much is? Tell me it's free to play from the get go. I have no idea. They don't say. It's set sometime after the first book. I don't know how far after it. Uh, the Seven Kings were originally independent countries which rose up over thousands of years until the Targaryens ruled over them as one nation of Westeros. This is all based on the Song of Ice and Fire books, if you're not following the whole Game of Thrones uh, phenomenon. The Starks of the North declare war on the South, and the Baratheons, two brothers, both make claims to the throne. The players are challenged to form alliances through player versus player, siege combat, and politics to control Westeros. And there will be a trailer and stuff on July 12th during Comic-Con. That's when we'll find out more about it. (laughs) Is everybody excited for a new MMO based on Game of Thrones? 
No. All right. Let me let me wow you with another Tumbleweed. one. <laughs> let me wow you with another one. PlayStation firmware is going to go up to 1.8. Oh, God. I think they're skipping 1.7 entirely, which amuses me to no end. But they're going right to 1.8. And, well, I guess there is an end. That isn't that amusing. But I think it's funny. They're going right to 1.8. And with 1.8 will be PS1 Classics. Oh, that that might be a way of saying this won't be soon. Now that I Wait, think about it, they might go through 1.7 first. But the PS1 Classics are coming to the Vita with version 1.8 of the firmware, and that's okay. a big announcement. We're going to get those classics in waves rather than getting the whole library at once. And we know that Final Fantasy VII, Tomb Raider, Wild Arms, Twisted Metal 2, Ark the Lad, Cool Borders 2, and Jet Moto were at E3. Maybe that'll be the first wave. Maybe we'll get those in pieces. Those are the only ones we know we're getting. But hey, we know that when they also said 1.8 is coming out sometime this summer. So that's when you can look for the first chance of getting Final Fantasy VII on your Vita. Excited? Not excited? Oh, wait. Uh, what? what? Uh, aren't these already out? But only for. Oh, wait. No, they're already nope. out, but only for PSP. That's right. PSP and PS3 can play these games already. They're just Not the Vita. Right. Yeah. Right, because uh, I, I went through my old download list uh, yesterday and I found I actually do have a PSN copy of Final Fantasy VII, which I didn't realize I had. Yep, I should probably pick up a copy of that on PS3 at some point just so I can play it loaded on the Vita. Oh, wait, no. That's funny. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to because I don't care about Seven that much. And if okay. I'm going to do anything, maybe I'll wait for that PC version and see what what's changed there i think yeah if i would get any final fantasy game to play on my vita it would probably end up being nine or something mm. yeah i guess <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna buy a vita <laughs> i don't know uh, robert uh, robert boyd over at z boyd games did an interesting comparison showing that as far as just looking at games that got a 75 percent or higher on metacritic the the systems are kind of even between 3ds and vita Though, I suppose if you uh, want to be super budget-minded, um, a a cell phone or something is much better. I don't know. Eh, whatever. I don't want to start. Wait, don't this cost as much as a Vita or anything? Yeah, you're right. You it, get a... but the games don't. No. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. That's the only way that, to even that out. And then there's the whole argument about: is the game experience you get just as good? Is it not? Do you? Do you make up with that with quantity rather than quality? And I just realized we shouldn't have that discussion now. Well, I, I think it's a. I think this is strangely enough. This is a personal decision. If if you have a commute, if you're the kind of person who wants to hang out on a couch and play your Vita or your 3DS, I mean, if it fits your lifestyle, I'm not going to begrudge you. I mean, they're they're fine systems. Yep. You know. But if you're the, if you know if you're the kind of person who just wants to play something in line or while you're drinking your coffee at Starbucks, no, maybe a Vita or a DS isn't for you. Hmm. All right. Final Fantasy 13. The final DLC came out. Requiem of the Goddess. It's out there. Um, let me say this without being too spoilery. Everything is not resolved at the end of that DLC. So. Are you talking about Mass Effect? Final Fantasy 13. Okay. <laughs> Final Fantasy 13 too. Not resolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I did see on my Twitter somebody who's very happy with the ending. He only played. He just got to the ending. He waited for the extended cut to come out and hadn't played the ending before. And he said he was very happy with the ending. 
I think he's crazy. You know, after all this rage, <laughs> I, I get you. I bet anyone who plays it fresh would be like, "That wasn't so bad." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, may, maybe maybe the extended cut is just enough to get to that point of feeling, and then you don't feel the rage. No, because then after hearing it for so long, I, I'm gonna think it's like I'm gonna think it's like the worst thing. It's like a, an atrocity, a genocide on screen, and I'm thinking like, all <laughs> and I was like, oh. It ended. It's it fine. Whatever, dude. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Well, so okay, for, so you DLC for, yet? For 13.2's DLC, I haven't beaten the game, so I have not done any of the 13.2 DLC yet. I'm looking forward to it. The uh, Lightning download content had an ending that left a feeling of mystery and hope. Toriyama, uh, Tor- Motomo Toriyama, who is the uh, director of 13.2. Uh, he told Famitsu that quote and then said, the day when the meaning of this will come to light is not too far off. So what does that mean? I don't know. So we're going to have a resolution of that cliffhanger in some manner. And we there's a anniversary event uh, for, I don't know what, they don't say if it's anniversary for Square Enix or Final Fantasy. That's happening between August 31st and September 2nd. And we, we could see some sort of announcement of a new game. Um, the, there's no more DLC. So it could be 13.3. It could be announcement of a novel or some other media, maybe, to wrap up the story. Um, but who knows? All we know is that something's going to be announced soon. And rather, not even that it's going to be announced soon, just that it's going to be, there's going to be some sort of next step. So if you've been kind of holding on, wondering what's going on with that, that that's what we got. The, guy, the man himself has said, there is more to come. So keep waiting. Because <laughs> you haven't been already. All right. A lot of people are waiting for Borderlands 2 because they love Borderlands. And they've been playing the heck out of Borderlands. And Gearbox wants you to know that there is something f- special for you. Yes, Vault- there is. There are two Borderlands novels. Yes, there are two Borderlands <laughs> novels. <laughs> they're, they're out now. The, the first Borderlands novel is called Borderlands The Fallen. And it follows the story of Roland when he was in the Crimson... What were they called? The Crimson Lance? And then why he left. So Ooh. that's... One Borderlands novel that's out now on paperback. And the second Borderlands novel is called Borderlands Unconquered. And this follows Mordecai, you know, the assassin, the sniper from Borderlands 1. And it follows his story and what's up with him. So if you guys want more Borderlands fiction before the game comes out, there you go. Borderlands Book 1 and Borderlands Book 2. And these aren't small books, too. They're like 400 pages each. Mm -hmm. Big, fat novels, if anyone's interested. Should I read some Amazon reviews for you? No, please. <laughs> uh, have they actually confirmed what their uh, multiplayer system is going to be for the PC version of Borderlands 2 yet? Steamworks. Oh, uh, is is it going to use the Steam? But is it going to use the Steam server browser? I that I don't know. Because know the because the previous the previous Borderlands uh, used uh, uh, GameSpy integration, and that made me want to kill them. It sounded like they, they were really pushing all this Steam news. I think it's going to be fully steamed out. Yeah, because the, 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 the Game Spy stuff uh, during Borderlands 1 made the multiplayer practically impossible to play in the early days. And it was, you know, for a game designed mostly around co-op, there was not much co-op to be had. Mm-hmm. And that I made me sad I, face. I think they, they understand that. And everything I heard, it sounds like it's going to be a better experience. Oh, here we go. Here's a review, Chris. You gotta, I gotta read this opening line of this review to you okay, from on Amazon about Borderlands: The Fallen. Borderlands is above everything else a mystery. This game 
gave it just a small glimpse of a world while showing us so much that we'd like explained. So I was delighted to find out a book would be coming out that would help explain some more of the world of Pandora. Some more of the world of Pandora. Wow. Okay. So for people who are actually going to play the game, Manny, there is an announcement that Vault Veterans, people who kept their save game from the first game, will receive exclusive character customization elements, namely character heads and skins, and those items are unlocked when save data from the original game is detected. It applies to all platforms, PC, PS3, 360. This will work on all three platforms, and uh, it's not really a big reward. But hey, that... They're giving you something. They're recognizing that you played the first game and had you have your save file. There. All right. Since I talked over you, yes, really quickly, if you want exclusive skins and heads, play the have first game. one save on your I game. I need to play through Borderlands 1 still. Someone play with me. Um. So what do you actually think of the skins? Have you seen them, Chris? I don't know. They have a picture, and they look awful, and I don't care about them at all. Not, aren't they? Yeah. I don't want them. I would just, oh yeah, they're ugly. They're like bright orange and red, and it says Borderlands on it. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Um, you, you know what you should be unlocking is more dubstep robots. That's what they should be unlocking. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know what can unlock, though, is an exclusive in-game item for Darksiders 2. How do you do that? By pre-ordering Darksiders The Abomination, the new novel oh. that hits the stage between Darksiders 1 and I'm not even joking. This get, this book has pre-order DLC. Awesome. It's like a Mass Effect item. Oh, if you pre-order God. this book, you get a special... Uh, if you pre-order this book before July 23rd, you get a special uh, gauntlet called Mortis. A gauntlet made from the remains of a member of a long-dead race. Since a devastating burst of injuring energies at the, either the attacker or one of its nearby allies when the wearer is struck. So, you know, it's funny. Why does every... Video game series now have a novel. Rage has a novel. Did you know that? Because Stalker. they sell and make money. I I thought gamers played games that they didn't have to read. <laughs> well, not all of them. Especially not the role-playing gamers. Gee, so are we going to buy the Dead Island? I mean, who says Dead Island was such a good game? I wish this had a novelization. <laughs> Nobody says. Sure. Who says Dead Island was such a good game? Oh, my goodness. There's a Dead Island novel. <laughs> Okay, but yes, I did include this Darksiders news because it actually is an RPG. So if you're interested in the Darksiders universe and the story, there's a new book coming out. It's by Ari Marmel, and if you buy it, if you pre-order the book, you get some DLC for your game. Hey, it could be worse. You could have to buy uh, action figures to get DLC. Mm -hmm. That's true. Wait a minute. EA, oh. (laughs) Oh, EA. You crafty bugger. Um, forget this. Sony has unlocked... Oh, that was the translation I was going to do earlier, but we've lost that. So Sony has decided to buy their own DLC, namely Gaikai. No? Eh, whatever. Gaikai is a cloud competitor to OnLive, and PS3 has uh, announced they are purchasing them, and they are going to provide uh, Sony with a bunch of cloud gaming-type assets, so... That's uh look forward to um doing that sort of stuff for like the initial rumors were that they would do backwards compatibility with original PlayStation PlayStation 2 games on the PS3 and we don't know what that now that they're buying them if that's what they're going to do they're going to do more they're going to do less 
Yeah, the talk is maybe that the next box, the PS4, you can. That's how you handle backwards compatibility across the board with all your PSN titles and your PSN account. Would be like, oh, you bought Infamous Two, you own this PS1 classic. Now you can play it and stream it to any of your devices. If that's true, that'd be great. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what we know, and that brings us to the end of our news. How so. much did they pay for Gaikai? Do you know? Three hundred eighty million. Good day at Gaikai. That's right. Draw something. Got more money. It's good day at draw something. Right? And I mean, the funny thing is, it makes me wonder because that it seems that draw something, that craze just died really quickly. Yeah. So, it's like... I I'm, just started playing that again this week, though. So I'm, <laughs> oh, wait. No, I'm wrong. Draw something got less money. Draw something was uh, $210 million. Well, Instagram was more than Gaikai. Well, Gaikai actually has a future, so probably it's worth more money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Better investment. Oh, uh, Anna, it's time for you to round up our news segment with the roundup of MMOs. You ready to go? Yep. So, World of Warcraft, Missa Pandaria clarifies item scaling. We'll be testing new 5.01 patch, but only if your account is not in the Missa Pandaria beta. So that was a little... Yeah, some people are upset about that. Diablo 3 is soliciting user feedback on Magic Find Percent. Admits that endgame is vastly unsatisfying. Wait, Blizzard says that? Yeah. Why why would Blizzard say that? Because they were like, yeah, we realized that the end game, there's like nothing to do. Sorry about that, guys. We'll fix it. Yeah. It's not an MMO, but people are treating it like an MMO. No, but the the end game in Diablo 2 was the item hunt, and it was more fun than this game's item hunt. Yeah, but I'm... Okay, well, whatever. Whatever. All right, fine. Um, Joymax announces Night Age. Um, interesting features include 50 versus 50 combat and mounted combat. Guild Wars 2 announces their golden rules, five rules for how they are going to run the game and look towards its future. Digimon Masters has a giant summer festival with lots of fun events. Fantasy Star Online 2 officially launches in Japan. Uh, Microvolts joins the team on steam um blizzard um is teaming up with tencent which is a chinese publisher who will be publishing a number of activision and blizzard games the first one they've officially announced is call of duty maple story is going mobile on both ios and android um, Brad McQuaid rejoins the Vanguard team. He was one of the original members. And Marvel Heroes will be playable at San Diego Comic-Con. Wait, you mentioned Call of Duty Online. Does that mean we, RP Gamer now covers Call of Duty? Can I go to the Call of Duty no. Expo in Los Angeles now? No. Oh, they have paintball. <laughs> oh, I want to press pass. All right, is that it? Okay, my lamenting is oh. over. Is that our mm-hmm. is that our roundup? That was, that was yep. fast. Okay, so it's official. Oh. RP Gamer is now covering Call of Duty, but we don't color theater rhythm. <laughs> we technically have pseudo coverage for theater rhythm to recognize the fact that it's for our really for the people who play the games we cover. That's who theater rhythm is for, right? So, Honestly, I mean, like, in the, there's interesting chat in the in the there's an interesting conversation in the chat room about the, who these novels cater to. You know, it's like oh it's, yeah, fans want more of the stuff they like. 
and they'll do just about anything to get it. Like that's the reason why these books sell because it's just basically you know slightly better fan fiction than what you'd get on the internet. Sure. Sometimes not slightly better, sometimes worse, but it seems like that's what RP Gamer is, right? We should provide you more of the stuff that you really want because you can't get enough of it. That's if right. that's Final Fantasy or whatever it needy. So it's well, funny. Maybe we should have. RP Gamer's origins was to be an archive of all things related to the role playing games that we like, right? Yeah. Um, it's becoming vastly more impractical to do that given the large numbers of games that are out there and just how much content that gets released nowadays. There are a lot more screenshots and movies released for a game than there used to be. So it's a lot harder to actually do a comprehensive archive of everything. Not to mention movies are huge and nobody can afford the space to put them all. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of the things we got to look into for the future of the site. No, what, what are we going to do, idea. right? Because yeah. I mean, hearing that talk sounds like, yeah, you know what? We sh- it makes sense to cover that Persona fighting game. It makes sense to cover theater rhythm. It makes sense. You know, all these... Well, and, then, there, and there will be, be like, some people who say it doesn't make sense. So we got to make everybody happy. It's kind of I know, you know, but I always feel like sometimes you need to have the writers for a website be excited. You know, like give them some personal passion projects that ex- that really excite them and, and re-energize them to give you more of the coverage that you want by mm-hmm. giving them that attitude to express themselves. True you know what that. I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of the people on this call are involved in any of the policy decisions for RP Gamer, so <laughs> don't be looking forward to any changes from that discussion. Uh, let's get into what we've been playing, but first, I want to plug a couple of reviews on RPGamer.com right now. There's a review for Pokemon Conquest up, and there's a review for the Game of Thrones RPG up yes. there. You mentioned the MMO, so is this going to be the next in a long line of great uh, games in the games great Game of Thrones games? Um a lot of games. After looking at the review, there hasn't been a great Game of Thrones game, so I don't know that the that's going to be happening. So how bad? How bad are we talking? Two and a half. Two and a half out of five. What are the so get uh, pros cons? Oh, you want the you want the plus minuses? All right. Yeah. Story yeah, elements and world are engaging. Combat is decent. Skinwalker mode is interesting. I don't know what that means. I don't want to know what it means. Dog. Like a dog with you, and you can look through his eyes and do some. Oh, stuff it's like the Sherlock Holmes games. <laughs> Uh, dreadful inventory management unbalanced challenge and the graphics are rough around the edges you know that's interesting I I heard a lot of people talking about that game has some good ideas but it just completely fails on the execution like the story's engaging and it's mature it's the kind of story you don't really get in in a modern console RPG Mm -hmm. but it's just what can you do if the rest of it's broken right and it's under 20 hours which is probably a good thing given the description of the game's issues. <laughs> Pokemon Conquest, much more positive. Go check it out and on the site right now. It's uh, in the top slot. Recently played. Let's talk about what we've been recently playing. Um, I'm just going to tell you I have not done anything different than I've done the previous weeks. Final Fantasy V, Pokemon Conquest, Unchained Blades, Pocket Planes, and uh, a bit more Diablo 3. I'm now 47. I've been making progress on my character, and that game's still fun, and I still need oh. to... Du- get more more items that's yeah. interesting now that you're talking about diablo 3 i i'm gonna join you soon chris Ooh. i finally beat the, uh the single player story i set aside some time and the servers were actually up so i played and I yeah they've it. been up for a while <laughs> i've been kind of busy okay like, yeah actually no but when i wanted to play back then it, i was every time i wanted to play there was a uh, server maintenance i've I never seen you online so i gotta gotta make sure i've got your real id still in there i think i do Oh, yeah, you're totally my real ID friend. Okay, okay, cool. Cool. 
Sweet. That'll be fun. Uh, I know, Anna, you mentioned that you liked the story. I thought you liked the ending last time. I, I thought it was, you know, a, kind of serviceable. Just like a yeah. you know, sort of typical fantasy ending. It's like, yeah, okay. It's over for now. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't I, hate it. I, mean, I don't hate it. I just sort of felt like, yeah, okay, it's over. I, it all I can me. say is I have not been impressed by Blizzard's narrative storytelling of late years. Um, at least Chris the direction Metzen, they go with I them. think he's latched onto a few core ideas and he's sprinkling them out through all yeah. the universe. You know what? I, I say that, but I did like StarCraft II's ending, so never mind. I, I enjoyed StarCraft's narrative overall. You know what? So. StarCraft II ending was even more open-ended than Diablo 3's was, and I thought that was more satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. But I know that there's more games coming. I knew there were more games coming going into it, so I was waiting for it to be open-ended. So I think that helps. You know, it's weird, though, because we all know. I mean, just from yeah, the business there's going to be an expansion, right? Yeah. To Diablo 3, but it, it, that ending almost feels like, you know, th- there might not be an expansion, so this is it. You know it it's got kind of a Star Wars feel to it. Yeah. Like, like let's just wrap end. it up, and just in case, we can still have more, but if yeah, not... I got the strange- it's like, we all know you're going to make at least two of these things. We saw your business reports. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess the only loose, oh, I'm not going to mention, but there's yeah, a, let's not there's spoil. like one key loose hanging thread, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I all think right. there's two, two, two key loose hanging threads. Um, huh, but, I'll ask you later, but okay. second one. All right, sure. Yeah. Oh, you, what else are you playing, Chris? No, that's it. So we, you should tell me what else you've been playing. Uh, I so yeah, I beat Diablo three. It was satisfying, you know. I, I finished it with the witch doctor. Ooh. I will say this about the witch doctor. I mean, of all the characters, he looks the most crazy and just like the most out there. But he's like the nicest and most kind-hearted one of the entire group. <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, I think you're right. He's just he's like he's like oh my friend, don't worry. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> just believe in yourself, and the spirits will guide you. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, he's great. I'm gonna probably go back and do some other characters and m- maybe check out play some. Finally, play with some friends who are way ahead of me. If you don't mind playing with someone a little lower level, yeah, I'm it's like fine. 30. You'll get you'll get XP. It's fine. Um, I wrap that up. I'm guessing I don't want to talk about the ending just yet in case anyone's still there. It was like six months is the courtesy, right? Right. And so I guess I'll just move on to. I started a new game. There was a Fourth of July sale. And I picked up D- Dead Space Two for twenty dollars. I think it's still twenty if anyone wants it on three sixty or PS three. Neato. I play a whole bunch of it. Lots of fun. Good tension. It's better than the first one, which is really disappointing to see what they do with Dead Space Three. What they're doing with Dead Space Three because I feel like they finally got it right in two and then to turn into a what they called what are they calling now? Uh, More dude, like Dude Space dude, Three. Dude Bro uh, Space. Dude Bro Space. Yes. Uh, so, I'm having fun with it. I'm about halfway through. I just want you know after I feel like after an RPG, I used like to do like a quick a- a- action game palate cleanser before I jump into another one. So that's what I've been up to. If anyone wants to play the multiplayer, let me know because I don't think I'm gonna get a game going <laughs> anytime soon. I want to try it at least at least once. So if anyone has the Xbox 360 version of uh, uh, Dead Space 2, let me know. I want to try multiplayer once, just once. I didn't even get, you know, I I got Bioshock 2 so late. I got in there, it was like five people. It was a terrible experience. Yep, see, no one even remembers that Bioshock 2 had a multiplayer mode. Oh, no, I do, but nobody liked it, right? 
it's fine. It's just it's un- fine. I think was the the consensus. Yeah, it's good. It works. But I'm gonna go play Call of Duty now. <laughs> All right. I think that's what people are thinking. Yeah. You know, I was thinking there weren't a lot of big Fourth of July sales this week. No, there weren't. And we're still waiting still, for some sort of Steam, Steam sale, too. Steam summer sale. They've been still doing the summer happen. camp for the past two years or past three years, and they have tons of good sales during them. It's a fun time. to. They give you lots of reason to get lots of achievements in the game, and they haven't done it yet. And they might not do it. Kind of sad. You usually expect something from somebody on 4th of July, right? Yeah, you do. But so far, nothing. So when is the Steam Summer Sale supposed to happen? Are we thinking like the end of July? I think it should have already happened, shouldn't it? Yeah, something like that. I mean, it goes on for like two weeks usually. So it's not short or anything. Chapter uh, saying Pyromania may have delayed it. Oh, okay. That's a good That's a good idea. So the TF2 new update thing. I didn't... I played the game one day too late. I didn't get my pyro goggles. I feel Aww. really sad. Yeah. I didn't have it installed, so I finally got around to installing it yesterday. Logged in. No goggles for me. Did you watch the pyro video at least? I did. That was awesome. You can get goggles that actually do that in the game. That's what I'm talking about. So it oh, actually turn the world into all fluffy, happy things going on. They, they, they've probably just added it, ended up uh, adding it to the shop. So they said, you no, it. you have to dominate a pyro, and then you'll get the goggles. Uh, no, you have to dominate someone wearing them. Okay. That's, so I don't think you can just buy it. No. But if someone's wearing them and you dominate them, you you get them. You get a pair for yourself. Yeah. So Chris, I, I, I don't playing, dominate anything. So playing TF2 regularly? No, okay. I had to install uh, Chris, it for this. I believe you could set. I, I believe you could probably just set a server up, and then you can just kill me like three times, oh. and you'd get a pair. You want to do that sometime? I would like you to know. do that like sometime. Uh, yes. Post podcast date now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that idea. That's how I got some of the spy achievements. <laughs> Before they put the store in. So who's up next? Anna. Me? Yeah. Okay. But you've been I've... playing cross-stitch a lot, is what you've been yeah, playing. Yeah, I finished a commission for someone this week. That I actually started on last week's podcast. So... That made me happy to get it done and out of the way because it's going to be a timed piece. It's for a special event. Okay. And beyond that, um, there was a big uh, iPhone sale this week, and you bought a ton of stuff. I did. So I've been playing Pocket Planes and Zuma and three games that I deleted because they were terrible and no zombies allowed. And ooh, ooh, what were the terrible West. ones? I want to just delete them off my <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember. One of them was like tunnels or something like oh, that. Oh, the little caves is no good? Yeah, it's, oh. that was that ant thing. And I'm like, what is going on It was here? free, so that's, yeah. that's a good part. Um, and then there was one that it was like hooked on words. Yeah. And the ads in that are terrible. Oh. Yeah, and it's I like, like games. It's like, we are going to interrupt your game with a 45-second video. I think there's a full version of that. Yeah. But I I didn't want to buy it. I just wanted to try it first. Yeah. Um, I tried Project Bell 83113, which Mm -hmm. is like a platformer. It's very cool. And beyond that, I've been playing Theater Rhythm. Yes, you have. So, game came out Tuesday, beat it on Thursday. Or World Quits, at least. 
um, there's still lots and lots and lots for me to do, and I want to buy the new songs. So I'm excited because well, I unlocked. Out of curiosity, what are the uh, what are the songs that you can buy? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, not sure. I just know they're eight for eight right now. <gasps> Matoya's Cave. Woo. So yeah, at the moment I'm working on um, expert of each song, and then there's actually a third difficulty that I haven't unlocked yet. I know at least one of the songs in the third difficulty is Dancing Mad. Uh, Joy. Yeah. It's super hard. Well, Dancing Mad was hard enough that the guy playing it at uh, the the, uh, Dear Friends concert last year screwed up the organ solo. Yes. Yes, he did. But (laughs) it's really hard. Yeah. (laughs) Is this a good rhythm game if you aren't a Final Fantasy fan? No. It's still just a great rhythm game at its core? Mm, no. Well, yes. I, I'm not in a position to answer that because I am a Final Fantasy fan. I do so much better on the songs that I know really well, like Final Fantasy 4 and 6, those songs I have like Pat. How many rhythm action games have you played on their own, Anna? Um... But I imported both Undans. All right, that's good. Elite Beat Agents. I played, um, there was another one that I played at E3 last year. I'm not sure if it ever actually came out. And, yeah, I mean, I've played um, some of the DDR ones on your phone. Mm -hmm. I only ask because I always hear about people always saying, more games like this should come out. More games like, so I was just wondering, even if you're not a Final Fantasy fan, will this scratch that itch? I don't. Again, I'm not in a position to answer that. No, I, it's weird though because I, I, I'm a huge Batman fan. So when Arkham Asylum came out, I, I, I knew even if you're not a Batman fan, you can still appreciate this world and still enjoy it. I was just wondering, but okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I I have played a lot more rhythm action games than Anna. I will give you my impression of that probably next week. Maybe that'll help. But cool. There you go. And that's all you played in? What about the zombie game? Did you talk about that at all? You seem to like that. Yeah, I want to hear about zombies zombies. allowed. Um, It's Tiny Tower with zombies. Oh, all right. No, I don't want to hear about that then. (laughs) (laughs) No zombies allowed. Yeah, it's an iOS game. Followed by the sequel, Zombies to the Back of the Bus. Zombies to the Back of the Bus. Oh. Back of the Compound. All right, I guess that leaves Quinn. What you been playing, Um, John? I, in addition to why I wrote on the document, I did a, I did also play a little bit of Diablo 3 this week, as in, I finally got out of Act 1 on Yay. normal. <laughs> see, I'm now I'm glad I didn't spoil the end. Yeah, see? I, I already know about the ending. Oh, I'm so Some, sorry. Somebody, else got that, somebody else got that before you. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what it is about Diablo 3. I think, I think knowing that I didn't spend any money on it means that I kind of... I know I brought it up on the podcast before, it's kind of like you don't have it's the stock just there. Them. You know, I, I can play it if I want to, or I can just sit there and oh, ignore I it. I, I hear you, man. I, I spent no money on it, so I can happily ignore it. But if I want to play and, I don't know, punch some zombies to death with my monk, and I will. But no, I think that's kind sense. of contributed to my general slowness in even getting out of Act 1. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Fu- I just no, want to say on, it's man. funny. I hear lots of people always talk about how, like, they sort of had like that gaming Stockholm syndrome. They need to justify their sixty dollars purchase, uh-huh. no matter how bad it is. But if you didn't pay for it and if you you got it for free, I can understand easily saying like, you know, I don't feel like it tonight. 
You skip it. Yeah. I mean, it's fun when I play it. I just don't like playing it for long periods of time. I did that with Diablo 1 when I was younger, and it wasn't pleasant. Then why did you do it when you were younger? Because I was younger. So you did unpleasant things to yourself? No, I just thought playing Diablo for long periods of time when I was a younger kid to be fun. Mm. Um, don't find that's the case anymore now that I'm 24. Right. Okay. Compared to when I was well, you what, said it 12, wasn't pleasant. Like you weren't having fun then. I just got confused. no, 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 no. I wasn't. <laughs> usually, just wasn't pleasant when I finished it. You know, when I was still awake at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was fun in that respect, but yes. the, the yeah. consequences of it were less so. Um, so yeah, the, the major ones I've been playing this week are um, I've gone. I, it is, I seem to have this thing for MMOs where if I don't enjoy like one of the more recent ones, so the example being being uh, Terra, mm-hmm. which I um, excised off my hard drive because it was consuming so much goddamn space, um, and basically just gone back to City of Heroes, which is one of my old oh. mainstays. So you weren't having fun with Terra? Nah, too grindy. Too grindy? Mm-hmm. Too grindy. Way too grindy. It exceeded okay. my like grind capacity by quite a lot. And I, I just wasn't enjoying it. And okay. I, I think as far as, like, action MMOs went, I think I was actually just getting more fun out of Fancy Star Online 2, which doesn't have a subscription fee. In a way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I say, went back to City of Heroes. Been uh, taking another character, and my fourth character to max level. So I'm happy with that. Um, and, yeah, the other game I've been playing this week, actually, is getting back into Persona 3 Portable, which I kind of... I think I'll put that to the side when the last Super Robot Wars game showed up and occupied my PSP slot for the last several months. Um, I, I also restarted as the female main character because I was doing a run as the male main character and I, I think I basically screwed up all of the social link stuff early on. Mm-hmm. It was. It, it's not like it was going badly. It just kind of felt like I was, I'd was. i missed like a bunch of stuff and wasn't getting anywhere away with it. Um and if I was going to going after to maximize as much of them as possible to get as much story out of Persona 3 as possible, I was really doing like the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So I've uh, I started over as the female character. I haven't got that far in. I haven't hit the first full moon yet. Uh, but yeah, I, I will probably play that to completion now. Yeah, uh, now that I finish game. university, yeah. now that I finish university, and I'm an unemployed bum until further notice. Mm-hmm. Congratulations yeah. on getting honors. Yes, thank you. Uh, I got a, I've got a two-one from uh, uh, Portsmouth University, which of course means absolutely nothing to people outside England, because we have a very, we have a strange system for awarding university degrees in this country. I'm not going to explain it on the podcast, Chris. So I don't, I don't want you to. Good. <laughs> in fact, I what I want to do is uh, wrap up. I think we had a good show this week. It's time to time to move on and everyone get back to gaming. I want to play some uh, theater rhythm myself this weekend. So no, thanks. I've been gaming all this time, like I normally do. Yes. Uh, I am. Yeah. So everyone, go enjoy your lunches. Go have some fun gaming and uh, get ready for the new releases, which are. I always forget to have this up things that are coming out next week. The theater Rhythm came out, so you should be picking that up if you didn't. Uh, unless you're in Europe, in which case it has Ah, that's what comes out this week, and I'm really excited for it. Rainbow Moon, which is a strategy RPG on the PS3. 
So that's I think that's fun. out. I think that is actually out in Europe because I'm pretty sure I saw it on uh, PSN last week. I'm gonna oh, get twenty percent off because I'm PlayStation Plus, and I'm gonna jump right into that. And Anna's gonna watch, and she's probably gonna take the controller out of my hand and play it because it's her edgy RPG, RPG, and that's what she does. But she's gonna love it. Which game? I Rainbow Moon. Oh yeah. Which is not a final uh, uh, My Little Pony fan fiction project, like it sounds like. It is actually a, a PS3 strategy RPG. So you can go read about that. Oh, right. is there a novel for that? I don't read anything. <laughs> there, is, there is no novel for that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, if you'd like to leave us feedback for the show, podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address to use. RPGamer on Twitter is the Twitter account to use. Um and uh, t- I just realized something. I never talked about Unchained Blades last week because of how the podcast ended. Should I talk about it this week? Nah, uh, next week. Nah, let's, if anything, let's just talk about Star Trek Voyager somewhere. Okay, well, I'll just say <laughs> Unchained Blades is a first-person dungeon crawler. It's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. it. has great voice work. has some cool elements that you wouldn't expect in such a game. Um, if you've been wondering about that game, give it a shot. I know it's 30 bucks and it's expensive and you can't play it on your Vita, but I'm really liking it so far. Okay, back to feedback. Uh, message boards are at board.rpgamer.com. Go ahead and leave the message boards there. Messages for us there. We'll read them here on the show. And you can also call us at 608-729-4098. And I need you to call me and leave me a 30-second voicemail. Just do it right now and play it on the show next week. All right, and with that, I think we're going to say goodbye and we'll see everybody next week. Any uh, parting words of wisdom? No, no wisdom for you. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. And until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. Here's some wisdom. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> <laughs>